all set. Oh, that's from that's my cue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. All right, I'm gonna give it a B, and then we'll go. Okay. Hello, and welcome to this special uh, Western Hemisphere Daylight Hours edition of the Silmarillion Film Project. Coming to you live uh, uh, at like noon my time on the West Coast, uh, and not at midnight Corey's time. Thank God for him. Um, although I believe I believe that's your preferred time to be awake and functioning, anyway. Yeah, I would just um, like to yeah. point out that I am, in fact, uh, just to give evidence that I, in fact, am up and around while the yellow face is in the sky. Uh, I, I try to avoid that, but uh, but see, it's it's quite possible. Um, so there we are. But you are tucked away within uh, as far underground as you could possibly It's go. true. It's true, yes. I'm in no danger of actually contacting the yellow face right now uh, as I am broadcasting from my crypt, I mean my basement, but uh, yes, all is, uh, uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, the sun is still up and so am I, so here we are. Yes, and uh, yeah, so the reason we're doing this uh, at a special time today is uh, we're going to be talking about casting and we're joined by our special guest, Akan. Um, you want to tell us a little about yourself really quick, man? Well, yeah, I, well, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm here in Sweden and the sun is setting and um, I'm a Tolkien fan and I, uh, I've been involved in this bizarre project since it started. <laughs> That's right. Yes, Hakan is one of our longest-standing uh, uh, yeah, supporters and participants in our discussion boards, and has been uh, uh, just doing wonderful work, helping out there, uh, helping to to moderate our discussion boards, and uh, continuing to move the conversation forward in in productive ways. Uh, and of course, the casting has been something Hakan. I know you've been involved with particularly uh, for a while as a as sort of a fun project. Uh, so uh, Hakan is here to help us with our discussion. So we earlier in the season, we talked through each of the characters that we need to cast, right? We could, talked about what we were kind of picturing and, and what we were, what we would sort of, you know, hope for as we were, you know, doing our casting call. Then the process after that, of course, was a, uh, a, a series of nominations, right? So we people were, were nominating folks uh, that they had seen in different things, uh, and then we had some final votes uh, there for, for those. And now, the way that this works is, in principle, Dave and I could veto uh, uh, some castings if we, if we choose to. It's happened before, not often, but it's, it's happened before. Um, but uh, but but we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if we get any vetoes today. We'll, we'll see how chippy we're feeling. Of, not outside the realm of possibility, but uh, very unlikely. Yes, it is rather unlikely. Uh, and this is, of course, getting more and more um, uh, tricky. Honestly, as we move forward, I mean, the cast of the film film project is enormous at this point, uh, uh, and. It's not to say that we're running out of actors, but uh, <laughs> it's it's there's uh, there's there's uh, a lot of really interesting casting uh, and many people that I didn't know, which means we're like once again, uh, you know, the Amazon people are following in our foot following in our footsteps uh, as I didn't recognize most of the actors that they cast either. So uh, again, you know, <laughs> once 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 more, they're just. Uh, 
following along behind us. Trailing uh, in our wake. That's it. That's it. That's kind of what happens there. So, uh, uh, Hagen has provided provided in the slideshow a brief reminder uh, of people who were cast before. Uh, this is this is our Melkor here uh, in the top left of the slide, our Fingolfin in the top right. Uh, uh, we cast Tom Hiddleston as Fingolfin, as I did remember that. Um, this is Aravel, and we have oops. We have Aeol. I missed Aeol briefly. Hang on, I want to go back to Aeol. Oh, he's uh, a shady guy. So. He is a shady guy, but he still deserves a less brief appearance on screen than that. Good to remember what he looks like as we're moving forward. Yeah, so these are some of the characters that are prominent uh, in this season and whom, of course, we already cast in previous years. So um, everyone who's appeared in an earlier season has already been cast. So the only people that we're going to be discussing... Um, uh, uh, the, the only people that we'll be discussing this season will be uh, the people who are new, who have never appeared uh, before. And so there might be uh, some other times when we might want reminders of <laughs> whom exactly we've already cast uh, in established roles as well. Um, so, But now, before we start, just uh, some quick announcements. The primary announcement I have, of course, we just had Mythmoot uh, this past weekend, which was fantastic. Um uh, it was a it was a wonderful time. Uh, one of the hi- <laughs> one of the highlights was actually a semi spontaneous event that we did. Um, we did a, we did a watch party <clears throat> of the Soviet uh, Fellowship of the Ring film. Oh my goodness! Oh, like I have not laughed that hard in decades. It was so hilarious. It was just the best possible environment. I'd been saving myself uh, for a time to watch that with other people. Anyway, so it was it was it was it was awesome. We had such a great time, and uh, I am uh, uh, looking forward to. In, in fact, Dave, this is. Uh, uh, we were talking at the end of the mood. I'm not sure how all the details were work out, working out, but um, have you seen the Soviet Lord of the Rings film? No. Oh my gosh. It is so... I've heard about it. It is so worth two hours of your time. It's like indescribably worth two hours of your time. It is... Uh, really? It is. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, it's a two hour... It's two hours of footage, um, which they... And they spent a total... Of nine hours filming, okay. total okay, of yeah. nine hours filming for two hours of footage. Um, it's wonderful. They only had three horses, uh, so they they kept showing the Nazgul. They'd like the three of them would go by, and then they'd go by again, and then they go by again. Oh man, it was just like I I can't even I can't even possibly relay all of the delights of this film. But um, uh, but so Dave, we were actually talking next year. Uh, we were like, you know, next year at at Mythmoot, we can take a day, schedule nine hours, and film the sequel. So uh, we, we, we're, we're thinking about undertaking doing the Soviet Two Towers, because they only did the return of the Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. We're thinking of filming the Soviet Two Towers uh, in nine hours uh, at Mythmoot next year. Um, it's going to be tricky uh, to because uh, I think we're, we're going to have to film with like if somebody's got like an iPhone four or something we're going to have to we're going to have to use that or maybe a flip phone or something yeah. in order to in order to replicate you know uh, the effect. The but iPhone is too high quality. It, it's way way higher quality than any camera they had. That was very clear. But um, anyway, so so we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see. It's um. Uh, 
it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be so we're actually we're actually considering undertaking uh this creative uh this creative anyway mythmoot was awesome we had a wonderful wonderful time uh this year and the primary announcement that i wanted to make looking forward is that we are excited to move back into our regional moot program this year we're starting up our regional moots um i am hoping to do a full round of regional moots this year uh, starting with New England uh, in early in the fall, September, early October. Middlemoot is happening already. That's de- already definitely scheduled on October 9th. Um, hoping to get back around to all of the moots we've done before. Bay Moot, SoCal Moot down there by you, Dave. Um, Sunshine Yay. Moot, Magnolia Moot in the southeast, all kinds of things. Uh, so we're, uh, and also there's, in addition, several new moots that we are uh, that we are going to be introducing this year. Uh, looks like we're definitely going to be having one in Ohio. We might try one out in the uh, in the Wild West uh, somewhere, um, maybe Salt Lake City or Denver. So, anyway, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, the main thing I wanted to announce right now, we'll announce a schedule and stuff later on of uh, more imminently upcoming moots as we uh, as we sort out more moving into the year. But um, if you would like to be involved in this, if you would like to help to uh, to host or organize a moot near you, um, we have uh, we take care of a lot of the details. We have a whole plan uh, as to how we do this. Um, but of course, we do need you know boots on the ground uh, in the various places to help us uh, make arrangements and such. Uh, so if you would be interested in helping to make a moot come to you know somewhere near you, um, let us know. Um, send us an email to info at signumu.org, uh, and we'll. We'll talk about seeing what we can do about making a regional moot happen. So um, coming from my first in-person conference get-together in two years, uh, I am uh, excited. Well, almost two years, year and a half. Uh, I'm excited. Ever since ever since yours was the last, Dave, that was it. Like, you know, we had SoCal Moot uh, at Netflix, and that's the last. that was the last gathering we had. Shut them down after that. But... Um, Anyway, so uh, uh, so w- really excited to get back. So let us know if you are interested in uh, in being a part of that. All right, let us get into things here. Okay, so here we have, aha, the 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 the, the, the sunken map, right? Uh, the the map of Beleriand when it is uh, below the ocean. I see. That's nice. You know, I don't think I've ever seen this map done this way before that's really cool yeah that's really cool really helps you to contextualize which bits of the blue mountains we have in Eriador I mean huh wow that's really cool um because, yeah, we're all over the place here uh, uh, this season. Uh, not only, of course, focusing, as we are primarily focused up here uh, in the north of Beleriand, um, but also, of course, we're headed all the way down uh, to Harad for our frame. Yes, right. Four actors from the southern land, right? And 13 for the main tale in Lost Beleriand. Cool. All right, so the frame. Oh, this is awesome. 
Archer Mattis personae. Oh, casting the frame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we have four primary characters. Azraindil, who is the queen. And these are, of course, uh, you know, they're designed to be um, Adonaic names uh, because this is, uh, you know, this was a, a city that was originally established by, or conquered, at least, by the Numenorians. Um, Azraindil, who is the benevolent, much-loved queen, Abrazan and Arnuben, who are her two sons. And Abrazan and Arnuben, these are the, they basically, they're designed to be parallels to uh, Boromir and Faramir, right? We have the oldest son who is, you know, uh, more of a jock and a soldier, right? And not overburdened uh, with intelligence. And Arnuben, who is the younger, studious one who looks like he might be a wizard's pupil, um, uh, potentially. And then we have the Mouth of Sauron, of course, who comes to town uh, to spread the good news of uh, the return of uh, Sauron. Um... <laughs> okay. Can I share one other uh, Mythmoot story? On the first night around the fire pits, um, when Marie arrived, I was sharing our uh, our Christmas and Harid plot, um, and our, you know, Sauron is the reason for the season uh, uh, concept, which, first of all, yeah. everyone agreed, like, they really, really wanted uh, the, that t-shirt to exist, like, they really want a Sauron is the reason for the season t-shirt, um, <laughs> But this immediately uh, led to a round of making of, <laughs> like, parody Christmas carols. Uh, <laughs> um, when uh, Chad, <laughs> Chad, Chad Bornholt uh, was, uh, uh, was suggesting the name Sanitar. Uh, uh, for, so he start, immediately started composing, Here Comes Sanitar, Here Comes Sanitar. Uh, okay. and. Yeah, it was, um, there was, so there was a running joke about the, the, the Sanitar Christmas carols, uh, all the way through. So, uh, the concept <laughs> went over big, uh, with people at Mythmoot. But anyway, anyway, um, but we're not here to talk about Sanitar. Um, <laughs> okay. So we have these, these four people to cast. The nominees for Azraindil. Okay, uh, Taraji Henson uh, from Hidden Figures. Okay, I recognize, I have not seen that, but I recognize her. Uh, Ajoa Endo from uh, Invictus and Bridgerton. Watched that, recognize her. Um, and Octavia Spencer, also from Hidden Figures. Okay. Let's see. And the winner is... Okay, Octavia Spencer. Yeah, great, great. Love that. Um, uh, I love not casting a skinny queen. I think that's really, I think that's really good. I think that this really, uh, this really fits. Um, yeah. Solid win for Octavia Spencer. I think that's, I think it's good. I get, I don't, I don't know her work, but, uh, you know, just kind of like 
she looks exactly I love like the the sort of the friendliness of her face right she looks really welcoming she looks exactly like the kind of queen that we're looking for right the kind of queen that we're looking yeah. for is not someone who is aloof right somebody who can, you can imagine her kind of you know so I'm, I'm picturing her like walking around the marketplace uh you know uh and like talking to the people and smiling she would would be like the 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 mom of the little kingdom right that's the the whole idea here and i think that would be really really um i think she'd do very very well um yeah i like the uh, she's also she's got a a a great range too she's played Mm -hmm. a lot of different roles um she she obviously she was a scientist in hidden figures um she's been a uh a superhero in a netflix film called thunder force um pretty sure she was uh yes she was the uh villain in a horror film Uh, (laughs) so 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 it's like i think she's got a lot of range that she can bring to this role as well she can can embody a lot of different like personas yeah she was also the grandmother in in uh, the witches the recent version yeah yeah that's great and i I, you know I, i like i really like um um, Aja Endo, as I said, but she's she's sort of too severe. I think uh, I, I I I like um, the Octavia Spencer casting better. Again, she just has like a more sort of welcoming face, you know, uh, which yeah. I think is 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 really important for um, uh, for this role. Because again, we, what we want is that ultimately she is she is the representation of the status quo, the kind of pre-Sauron um, sort of independent, you know, benign status quo down there in Hared. One of the whole purposes of the idea, like the whole concepts behind uh, this frame is that we wanted to show the kind of cultural violence that Sauron is doing in the South and East, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's, that is... Um, not just speculation, like Tolkien described the kind of cultural violence that Sauron was deliberately perpetrating um, in order to get more um, thoroughly morally and spiritually dominated soldiers for his armies. Um, And so to show someone who, uh, this glimpse of uh, Harad, um, which is not Umbar, you know, not just the enemies of uh, the traditional enemies of Gondor, but independent from that. Um, anyway, yeah. So the the over the course of the frame, which of course happens really qu- quickly, um, but even there to sort of see the 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 the, the drama, the loss there. So I, I I think she's a she's a really important role. I think this is a great choice. Awesome. Great. Okay. So Abrazan, this is the elder son, right? If I'm remembering right. uh, yeah. my Danaic names correctly. Okay, so this is the elder son. This is the, the Boromir parallel. Again, we don't have to be like really rigid about the parallels with Boromir and Faramir, but that was deliberate, you know, to kind of uh, 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 prefigure that. Um, okay, and we have uh, Alfred Enoch. Who was he in Harry Potter? I don't know. A minor I'm role, not, I think. Yeah, I'm not remembering him from Harry Potter. Oh, he was Dean Thomas. Okay. Great. Thank yes. you, Stephen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. All right. He was Dean Thomas and Harry Potter. Um, and he's, uh, he's a little older, but I think he looks pretty young. Yes. So. Yes. 
yeah, he's he's definitely one of those actors who can like get away with playing high school students until he's you know almost forty. So uh, yeah, I think that <laughs> there's some who can pull that off. <laughs> so um, okay, and then uh, Elliot uh, Edusa, I don't know him at all. Um, Jason Derulo, I think I have seen. Um, did you see Cats? I did not see Cats. I did not see Cats. <laughs> Um, what else has he been in? I, I believe he's also a. I think he's a stage actor as well, and uh, and a dancer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen him. Cool. Let's oh, see. he's a he's a he's a singer and songwriter as well. Yeah, and dancer. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's right. Uh, all right. Well, Alfred Enoch Dean Thomas wins. Okay. So. Um, uh, I think that's, I think that's great. I think it's a really fun connection. He, he's a, uh, you know, he has a very, you know, sort of clean cut and wholesome look, right? You know, the uh, uh, Abrazan is a, um, you know, earnest, well-meaning kind of uh, rough around the edges, but like, you know, good-hearted, uh, you know, sort of boy. So I think that that's. Uh, um, yeah, I think that's something that'll work really well. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Um, and yeah, as Stephen H. points out, we'll see him again in Gondor. We mean to we mean to keep him around uh, for later on. Um, for the Thorongil. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He'll 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 come back in the in the in the Thorongil uh, time. Absolutely, he'll still be around. Hopefully the prior experience acting in a uh, big budget um, IP driven uh, series will, will come in handy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You can, yeah. you can help the other, the other unknown actors deal with their exploding fame. Exactly. That's going to be so important for film film actors because yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And our new Ben, we have uh, Mena Masood. Uh, seen, oh, this is the, the recent Aladdin film, which I totally didn't see. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Thomas Anthony uh, Olajide, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name there. Um, and Shay Cole. I don't know any of these guys at all. No. And I'm always, I'm always, <laughs> I'm, I, 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 I I'm always just I'm very admiring uh, of the ingenuity of our folks who, um, uh, you know, do the nominations because they are uh, finding really interesting people uh, that I've never heard of before. Um, They're apparently much more culturally conversant than we are. Far more. Yeah, that's not in my case, not a high bar, but. Um, okay. All right. Thomas Anthony Olajide uh, is the winner. Um, cool. So Arnubin uh, is, uh, has the most complicated, I think, role of all of these Harad characters uh, in the frame. Um, and especially since there's going to be so little screen time for the frame as we go through. Um, he has a lot of character movement to convey in a really short amount of screen time. Um, so 
uh, that's going to be really challenging. Um, I I really like so in in this picture here, like the the look that this you know he has a very like sort of shining uh, you know boyish cheerfulness in this picture, right? Which I think is really awesome uh, as we move through. Um, Arnubin is clever. He's smarter than his brother, uh, uh, is a better talker than his brother, um, but is also uh, also relatively naive. Uh, so um, watching him uh, change over the course of the frame uh, is a really important thing. So that's going to be that's going to be the really interesting challenge uh, for uh, for the actor. So I think that's really cool. And finally, the mouth of Sauron. So we definitely uh, had decided to cast the mouth of Sauron as a woman uh, coming into town. And we have uh, all right. We have uh, uh, Zoe Saldana. Um, I did not see the. Curse of the Black Pearl, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, so I don't know her from that. Uh, Tania Miller, Alfred Woodard, and Faye Yvette McQueen. Um, let's see. Now, hang on a second. I have definitely seen Captain America Civil War. Who, whom did Alfred Woodard play there? Uh, a pretty, pretty minor role. Mm-hmm. Um, she confronts um, Tony Stark right at the beginning uh, about the death of her son in, um, I think it's in, I can't remember if it's the, you know, there's the, the confrontation at the beginning with the, the, what's his name, Crossbones that results in blowing up a building. Yes. Um, I think that's, her son dies there and then she confronts Tony Stark about it. Uh, Wait a second. But, Isn't that the... Um... Isn't that the same woman who played the um, who played the mob boss in Luke Cage? Yes. yes. Yeah. So okay. one of the rare occasions where they've allowed someone to play multiple characters yes. within the, the ostensible MCU. Although those the, the the Netflix series have kind of gotten shunted off. But yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because um, yes, I was alarmed I by that. Yeah, I, I was alarmed by that because I had, I of course, I, I had seen Luke Cage, so I knew her from Luke Cage. And so when she appeared as a minor character, I was briefly confused for continuity <clears throat> reasons, which is why that really jumped out at me. Okay, all right. No, I know, I definitely know her. Um, and, of course, Zoe Saldana, I'm, uh, Stephen is pointing out that, of course, she is, uh, or, sorry, Margaret uh, Joyce was pointing out that she's she's the one who plays Zoe in Guardians, or, or the one who plays um, uh in Guardian of the Galaxy, uh, Gamora in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yep, yep. Painted yep. green. Uh, so I gotta say, I... I gotta say that Alfred Alfre Woodward's uh, role in Luke Cage seems extremely applicable. <laughs> yes, yes, um, yeah. Uh, she uh... the the combination of like the outward charm with the like the sinister sort of you know kind of plotting behind the scenes and kind of the, the willingness to do really bad things. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, ah, but she is not the winner. Tania Miller is the winner. Um, so now hang on a second. What was Tania Miller from? What, what would I the know? Haunting? From? Haunting? Uh, years and years is a British TV series. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've seen her in anything. I have, 
I have less to comment on with her. I will say oh, though, she she was in Haunting of Bly Manor. I was gonna say I I knew her from something. Um, okay. She's really good in that. It's the role's really different. Uh, it's not a villain, um, but but I thought she was really good. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the Haunting of Bly Manor coming out. I missed that. Um, but um, it, it is really. I have to admit, especially with the the shaved head look, it makes it really. I'm like, it, it makes it easy to imagine like Mouth of Sauron costuming here uh, and see visually yeah. how she would fit that role. Um, uh, I, you know, I she the person in the Mouth of Sauron role has to be um, so charismatic, but also severe. I mean, this is a cult leader basically who is being sent out to, uh, you know, to help to convert the populace back to the cult of Sauron. Um, you know, so she has to be someone with a real presence, right. Who's able to, uh, uh, bring people around, um, because this is the really crucial part of Sauron's reentry into Harad and Rune, right. Which is, you one cannot really imagine Sauron. You know, one of the things we were confronting when we were building this whole section is sort of just we have to recall the people, especially this far south. They have it's been three thousand years uh, since they were ruled by Sauron, right? I mean, this is the ancientest of ancient history to them, um, and so. But of course, we you know we were imagining ways in which it's still tied to their concept of their historical roots, like they still have legends from that time. And they, you know, par part of the origin story of their city, uh, you know, comes from that time. Um, so there would be dim memories of it. But there is no way in which Sauron can return to places like this and merely say, um, you know, hi, I'm Sauron, I'm back you know, come worship me and do horrible things in the company of orcs <clears throat> right away. Like they're not going to be into that, right? They're that people are going to take some convincing. Um, and so the early stages uh, of, you know, reconversion uh, to the worship of Sauron, to the allegiance with Sauron um, is going to be really tricky. And so this time when we have the mouth of Sauron coming around and, there's got to be a positive appeal, right? You know, it's not like this sort of like, come join the armies of evil, right? You know, like, slaughter the innocent, you know, like that's, that's not the appeal, right? That's just, that's not gonna work in a place like this. And so she's a sinister figure, but she, uh, she needs to be a really compelling figure and she's going to be working this right. Uh, in a way which is going to, you know, first be, um, inspiring, certain sons of local rulers uh, to believe that this is something, this is a good thing, a strong thing from their past and their history. This is something that preserves uh, who they are, that kind of gets them back to, you know, their ancient glories and things like that. Um, these are the kinds of appeals that are going to need to be made by the mouth of Sauron at the beginning. Um, you know, this is definitely not a, and if you think about the speech that was delivered that Glowin reports, you know, from the messenger from Mordor who comes to, uh, to Erebor, right. That he reports in the council of Elrond. Um, this is not that kind of appeal. You know, this is not the Lord Sauron, you know, uh, promises and, and threatens, um, this is not that, right? This is a much more subtle, this is a much more grassroots, a much more um, 
uh, uh, underhanded, indirect appeal. Uh, so anyway, uh, so I think this will be, um, really interested. So, I, so Stephen H where I uh, was asking to be reminded where this, um, um, where this is, but where the, where the, the city. So we, we, we are imagining we have invented a little city state in, in, in far Harad. It's on the coast, but it's south of Umbar. So it's not part of, so the, uh, um, Umbar is sort of a, a separate thing, right? It's the nearest to Gondor. They have, of course, closer Gondorian roots. You've got the whole Castamir thing, right? The exiled usurper of Gondor. They've been having wars back and forth until recently. They have a pirate culture, right? They're, they are very much a sea-based culture. They're pirates and, um, uh, and invaders by sea, um, so they have, uh, they're, they're in a very different place, right? They're already the enemies of, of Gondor very clearly. Um, they, um, uh, they, they're kind of easy prey in some ways for Sauron when he returns, um, obvious and easy allies. So we didn't just want to do that. We wanted to go outside that range. So yeah, so we're imagining, um, this, um, yeah, this independent city state, by the sea, south of Umbar, um, they are a uh, uh, they are a, a thriving uh, merchant uh, town. They have a, a market a port and a marketplace, so they trade with Umbar. Um, uh, but they also have access to trade routes inland. Um, so yes, definitely elephants. Definitely elephants. My favorite moment in our frame is uh, we definitely did contrive to have a scene with Gandalf riding a white elephant. Uh, like that's totally happening, uh, to make, uh, to make Frodo's dreams come true. We always like to do that when we can. Uh, so, uh, anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that's our, that's our horrid concept, but yeah, the, um, so Tania Miller here, will be, will be playing our most challenging role, I think. Um, our Nubin, I think, is also uh, pretty challenging, but uh, to do our, uh, our 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 mouth of Sauron attempting to make inroads here uh, in this old Numenorian, post-Numenorian, very post-Numenorian uh, uh, city city state down there. Okay, all right. So those are our four frame rolls. So we've got now uh, men, of course, are our primary. Uh, casting spot during the season itself. We have uh, a couple new elves, uh, importantly. Um, we have, uh, the I think, the two most important elves um, that um, we're introducing here uh, are Pengalov and Maiglin. Uh, Maiglin, of course, this is probably the most important elf role that we are, uh, uh, that we are putting. He's... Um, the casting I've been most looking forward to, uh, in this season, actually. Bengaloth, of course, uh, is, uh, not mentioned in the published Silmarillion. He is a scholar from Gondolin. Um, when Tolkien, especially later on in the po- after he wrote the Lord of the Rings was doing his Silmarillion revisions, Pengaloth was, uh, a, a figure that he invented to be the one of the primary transmitters of lore from the elder days. So he imagined Pengalov uh, in Gondolin and being the one who was the, 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 the primary scribe and historian uh, writing things down. Um, 
uh, a lot of the like Pengalov is the elf voice in the um, frame basically of like of the Silmarillion uh, in the in in Tolkien's later writings um, and Elrun uh, we invented Elrun Hakan remind me of where Elrun comes in he's the son of Anael right uh, right of course the, the son of Anael right okay so yeah so we have because uh, we had uh, Anael who is, if you know the Silmarillion, you will remember he is the, uh, I mean, is it even in the published Silmarillion or is it only in the, uh, 1950s version uh, tour in the coming to Gondolin. But anyway, Anil is the gray elf who, uh, is, is foster father to Tuor, uh, in the wilderness. Um, uh, and of course, we have given Anil an important role uh, as uh, one of the people who gets the whammy put on him uh, by Sauron and Morgoth. Here, um, there are all those. There's there's the reference, the delicious uh, but um, <clears throat> undescribed reference in the published Silmarillion to to the distrust that grew among the elves because some who were released from Angband um uh were traitors and some of them you know were were still under the influence of Morgoth and so uh leading to the fact that some who escaped were not welcomed back because they were feared um so we definitely wanted to follow up that uh and sort of show what that looks like so that's been a uh, a plot line of ours for the last two seasons, actually. Um, Anil is is there. So Elrune, his son, um, was a character that we invented in order to have some sort of uh, contact, uh, context and contact for him uh, when he returns from his captivity. Um, and Elrune is a warrior up there uh, with Fingon uh, in the north, um, which is where, of course, uh, uh, Anil uh, and Rogren return. Rogren, still my favorite casting of the entire series. Um, uh, <laughs> casting casting the Rock as Tolkas was a close second, uh, but uh, uh, but casting the Punisher as Rogren is still, I think, my very favorite uh, uh, casting. Um, okay. But apart from those elves, we have mostly humans, of course. The humans make up by far the bulk of our new characters. Um... Uh, Beor, Adonel, and Andreth, um, uh, and then Barahir and Emildir. So those are our, our characters from the House of Beor. Um, we have Haleth and Haldad, briefly. Um, <laughs> and we have Amlach, um, who is uh, the one who gets um, uh, replaced by a doppelganger um, in, uh, uh, by doppelganger Sauron uh, in the uh, council at Estelad. Um, and then we have Bereg and Hador, um, all representing those who shall become the people of Hador there, uh, or uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Estoladders, uh, as uh, sorry, the, the Estolads, as I still prefer to think of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay, so the, that, those are our, our ones. So Beor, okay. Uh, Beor... This is one of the people that we were thinking. Now, Beor is old from the beginning. Now, there are several of these characters that were casting twice, right? At two different ages? Uh, Do we end up doing that? 
No. Well, I because I think with sometimes I think it's a little much maybe to put out a casting call for like it's a it's nine just year old one, girl. One, yeah. one character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one is going to be the primary one, um, even if we yeah. are going to end up needing to uh, in some sense. But anyway, OK, um, so the Bayor nominees, uh, Edward James Almos, Alfred Molina and Antonio Banderas. I have not seen the gray bearded Antonio Banderas, I have to admit. Um, I, I would have if I had. Uh, just been told Antonio Banderas was being uh, nominated for Bayor, I would have sort of chuckled, I think. Um, but you know, I haven't seen the gray bearded look. I, I, I can, uh, I can, I can believe it. There, of course, Bayor is most famous for being old, <laughs> right? He dies of old age and is the first human to die of old age in the witness of the elves. And so uh, his death uh, is that, you know, he is primarily associated both with his first and foremost, with his friendship uh, with Finrod and his leadership of his house, um, but secondarily um, with his age and, and with mortality itself, right? He is the one who introduces the elves to the entire concept of human mortality, um, which they're still kind of struggling to understand and understand the implications of uh, as uh, we move forward throughout the season. Okay. Um, yeah, there was some talk uh, on the forum that he should be able to sing reasonably well. Yes. Uh, and uh, both, uh, I'm not sure about Edward James almost, but the others uh, are documented singers. And uh, Alfred Molina actually sang uh, in uh, Fiddler on the Roof. So he's, he's quite a singer. Right. Yeah. If he can. So he, he, he played the lead in Fiddler on the Roof? Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. Well, that does cover it then. No question. <laughs> if he can do that role, uh, he could definitely yeah. do Bayor. Um, yes, it is true. Uh, the. Um, Oh, good. Margaret says he was awesome. She she saw him in that show. Oh, uh, great. As Tevye, yeah. yeah. Now, he's the one I know least of these three. Um, what else was, was Molina in that I might know? He was in the Ten Commandments? <laughs> Whoa. Spider-Man 2? You didn't see that? Spider-Man 2. Now, which Spider-Man 2? So, Tobey Maguire. The Tobey Maguire Spider-Man yeah. 2. Yeah. Okay. He was... He was Doc Ock. He was Doctor Octopus. Okay, okay. I don't think I did see that one. Um, I was so confused. This was like during the Spider-Man years, right? When there was like a different Spider-Man coming out every other year, it seemed. And I got so. <laughs> I, I like to be completionist about these things, but I got confused and stopped watching after a while uh, until um, I did start following along again when the when the new Marvel. Cinematic Universe started coming out, but well, yeah, I was confused good. then. You get to be confused again very soon, Corey. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure I will be confused again soon. They're, they're bringing back all those people for the next Spider-Man movie. <laughs> nice. Good. 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 I'm. I'm glad to be. Um, to be confused again. Um, okay. All right. Um, Brianna is chiding me uh, because she said the original Spider-Man 2 is the best one. Okay, well, I, maybe I'll go back and see it. Uh, I haven't... Uh, uh, as I said, I, I got confused and retreated in confusion. Um, okay, cool. Let's see. And and Alfred Molina wins. Okay, I think that's great. Um, 
I think that he, because um, we 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 should be able to play him because th- this person is going to need to age, but he starts off like middle-aged at least um, when uh, Finrod meets him. He is already the, uh, uh, you know, the seasoned leader of his people uh, as he is guiding them across the mountains. Uh, and um, then of course he's going to eventually be 90 and die of old age. Uh, so, um, you know, it has to be somebody who can kind of, a comedy. I, I, I'm forgetting the exact time gap uh, in the show, in our show, um, like what the date was when he originally arrived. But I think he's maybe in his fifties or something. Something like a thirty, forty year gap between episode one and episode like three or something like that. It's it's a significant gap. Um, but um, but yeah, somebody who can be. Um, you know, a senior statesman at the beginning and then aging on to, you know, advanced age uh, in the in the first few episodes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I I I, <clears throat> I like his. Um, one of the th- so I, it was when I saw the um, the nominations, Edward James almost is a great nomination. Um he is uh, he has enormous gravitas, right? And is uh, uh, a wonderful kind of like senior statesman figure, um, but he doesn't look friendly, you know. Like he doesn't uh, like I, I I really like that about uh, Alfred Molina that he has uh, this sort of more open, cheerful face, um, uh, and I can see him not only being you know wise uh but also again because his primary the primary characteristic for Bayero, like his primary job is to be finrod's friend right for the two of them uh to become close friends um uh so yeah i think that's great i love this casting even though he's the one i know least uh of the of the options oh he's a great actor so so i think it'll be perfect excellent Excellent. Well, he'll be so happy, as always. Uh, oh, dear. Okay, sorry. I'm having an issue, apparently, um, with one of my apps. How delightful. Um, okay. So, Audenel. All right. Audenel. Now, so we have Audenel coming in. She's going to be aged at the end, or relatively aged at the end. She's not going to be ancient. She's not going to be like 90. Um, uh, but she is sort of, she go, sort of goes into retirement um, in episode nine, I think eight or nine. We actually, we performed uh, us, uh, what our, the, the episode with, uh, um, uh, with Andreth. Uh, with the bonfire at the beginning and Andreth going off to meet Haleth uh, and then coming back, we we did a dramatic reading of that at Mythmoot this year, uh, which was fun. I got to play Finrod and I got to play the singing youth at the beginning. So I got to do a drunken rendition of The Light in the West uh, at the start. Um, that was that was fun. Um, I was totally drafted for that one. See, I made the mistake of not attending the 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 reading casting session so they just cast me uh when i wasn't there um anyway so Adenel is she is the leader who has basically she takes over from Bayor she is Bayor's heir um uh and is sort of uh, and is leading them forward i i say forward but she never leaves 
Nargothrond, right? She remains in Nargothrond, and she does not leave when the rest of them go, and Andreth leads them forth, and she kind of gives her leadership to Andreth then. Okay, so... Andy Matichak, Matichak? How do you pronounce her last name? I'm not sure. Matichak? Um, Matichak? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, but um, uh, her face looks familiar. I know her from something, but I'm not sure what I know her from. Hmm. I wonder. I'm having that. I always have a difficulty. Um, if I recognize somebody not figuring it out right away, because that uh, uh, it really niggles at me. I'm a little bit surprised. It's like we have uh, like a whole set of female nominees, none of whom I think was in Game of Thrones, right? It's kind of unusual. <laughs> Let's see, I don't think I don't I didn't see how the Halloween. Um, let's see, what would I know her from? Hmm, not sure. Anyway, okay. Dave, do you have any thoughts? Do you uh, do you, do you know any of the things that these women have been in? Um, I do recognize, um, Marie, uh, she, she, there were once upon a time I did watch the 100 and, um, she played a character in that. I don't remember exactly what character, but, um, and I don't know that it necessarily translates well to, uh, to Adnell's character. So it's a thoroughly unhelpful comment. Right. Well, that's it. Uh, at least as much as I got. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I know any of them from anything. That's kind of amazing. Wow. Yeah, I'm just like sort of searching to see if I if I recognize any of them and I'm not sure I do. Wow. No. Okay. Um well, the um uh, the Adonel character is interesting because she is there's no like there's no action I guess she doesn't go anywhere right she is um, she is meant to be the the wise woman right she's an, an almost kind of prototypical wise woman character um, she does not lead in action she does because they don't do anything right um she becomes a sort of like uh you know lore master and um uh and keeper of traditions this is what Adonel is famous for Adonel is named not in the published Silmarillion um but especially in the uh if the again those uh revisions of the Silmarillion, developments of the Silmarillion, Tolkien was working on right after writing The Lord of the Rings, the stuff you can find in Morgoth's Ring, um, the tale of Adonel. Um, Adonel is credited um, with um, preserving the earliest stories of mankind. So the version of uh, 
the fall of man that gets included uh, in the uh, in 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 Morgoth's ring, the account of Melkor's going uh, out into the east and uh, you know corrupting mankind originally, is called the Tale of Arnel. So uh, you know this kind of lore master and. Uh, um, storyteller is is what she's known for, and so we we definitely wanted Andreth to be you know sort of studying under her um, in this way. So, okay, all right. But I have nothing in particular about any of these three actresses. But Lorna Nixon Brown wins. Okay, I think she that works. That works for me. Um, I have very little other than like her pictures to go on, basically, because I don't know her work. Um, but uh, but I can. And I don't know. Is 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 a small role, which also does not require a huge amount of range. Like this is not a really really demanding role, um, uh, because Adonel does not have a whole. I mean, she does not have a lot of development. She's kind of in one place doing one thing. Um, so yeah. Okay, cool. I like it. I like it. Now, Andreth, this is a really important character. This is one of our two central characters, essentially, of the entire season. Um, she is the spokesperson of the mortal perspective, essentially, um, throughout, uh, throughout this season. Uh, she is <clears throat> one of our two most important uh, female castings uh in this entire season Haleth of course being the other um Andreth is you know we first meet Andreth as a precocious young uh uh you know sort of well not quite teenager um <clears throat> in uh, uh in Nargothrond studying on, under Adonel um and she is given the leadership and she's the one who makes the decision to lead uh, the young people of the House of Beor out of Nargothrond and go up to Ladros. So, uh, and of course, she's going to be a love interest. She falls in love with Ignor and has the tragic romance with Ignor, uh, which we most recently discussed uh, in our uh, uh, in our episode discussions. So, lots going on here with uh, uh, with Andreth. Really important, really important figure. Okay. Yeah, so here we have pairs. We have we don't have six nominees. We have right. three pairs of nominees. Okay. Because yes, because we do need her twice, right? We need the young Andreth, uh, who's going to play an important role in several, and then we need the older Andreth after her romance with Ignor. She's going to come, you know, in the Dagor Bragalak, she's like 70 in the Dagor Bragalak. Um, so we're, we we need the young Andreth and the older Andreth. So we have two pairings. Oh, that's excellent. So we have uh, Kaya, Kaya, Skoldelario, um, and Karen Allen. Um, <laughs> Karen Allen from Raiders of the Lost Ark. That is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. I kind of love that nomination, actually. <laughs> that's that's really fun. Um, Felicity Jones. Oh, from Rogue One. Right. Right. Okay. And uh, and Maribel Verdu. Okay, I don't know her. I still have never gotten around to seeing Pan's Labyrinth. Labyrinth. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's fantastic. It. 
Yeah. No, I've heard wonderful things, but I've never seen it yet. Um, and then Olivia Thurlby from Juno and Marina Sirtis. Okay. Right. Deanna Troy. So interesting. So, um, both the first and the third pairing have, um, are bringing, uh, uh, you know, fun fan films from, you know, the eighties and nineties back. Okay. <clears throat> right. Felicity Jones played Catherine Moreland in Northanger Abbey. Yes. Yes. I remember that. I remember that. Um, yeah. Oh, these are wonderful. Can I just say, even before we see who won, these are wonderful pairings. I, I think that any one of these pairings would work really, really well. I think that that's, uh, these are very remarkable older, younger Andreth options here. Um, very cool. And the winner is. Olivia Thurlby and Marina Sirtis. Okay, so we get um, this was a, this was a, this was a tight uh, race, was it, Hakan? Yeah, yeah, okay. it was. Uh, I think the, the third pair was just another vote down. So right, right, yeah, that is um, close uh, call. Yeah, that is a close call. Okay, all right. <clears throat> so, so I think we get. Deanna Troy as the elder uh, Andreth in the uh, in the Dagor Bragalak. Kind of love that. I think that's that's really fun. Uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. That's very interesting. I don't know Olivia Thurlby very well, um, but um, she was in Juno, but I don't particularly remember that role. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Me neither. Um, Yeah, I don't have a especially strong reaction to this. Okay. Yeah, so um uh Hakan, who which pair was the runner up? Uh it was Felicity Jones and uh Maribel Verdu. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was uh I think that's the one I would have uh handicapped uh as the probable winner. That's one I was expecting but that's not who won. Okay. No, I think we can work with this. I like it. I like it. Again, I don't know Thoroughby very well, so I feel um, uh, I don't have too much to say about her. Let me just check and make sure um, that there is not um, something that I know her from that I'm forgetting. Uh, yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. No, nothing that I know. Okay. Um, I certainly think that physically she fits the part really well. Um, you know, she's, yeah. uh, you know, I like her coloration for the House of Beor. I like her, um, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, she has, uh, this, you know, winsome face, you know, to play the, the young and, uh, uh, sort of still slightly naive and idealistic leader of the house of Bayor. Um, but I think, you know, hopefully 
she can handle then going on to the tragic love story uh, and uh, being getting ditched by Ignor tragically. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. No, Stephen, I didn't see Dread. I so that's another thing she was in the night that I didn't see tragically. Okay, very interesting. Very interesting. I like it. Now Bari here. Uh, now of course yeah. we're not we're not casting juvenile Bari here. Um, you know we would need a a, 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 a pediatric Bari here as well, but uh, um, we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. Um, so the Bari here nominees are Santiago Cabrera, um, Lin Manuel Miranda. Okay, all right. That's uh, um, uh, that's someone I know. Uh, Oscar Isaac. Okay. All right. Didn't we... We preserved no. Oscar Isaac, didn't we? Didn't he come up before and we, like, saved him? Yeah, at least one time. At least one time, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jesse Metcalf. Um, okay, I don't know. Let's see. Lin-Manuel Miranda, of course I know, uh, from Hamilton. And Oscar Isaac, of course, uh, from... Uh, uh, Star Wars. Um, Cabrera and Metcalf, I don't know, though. Yeah. I, I love the fact that, that one of the credits we've listed for Jesse Metcalf is the movie Hard Kill. Yeah. <laughs> which, is a, which, is a, um, which was a, an action film last year starring Bruce Willis that, uh, that, my, that a friend of mine actually wrote. Really? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't believe the original name as he conceived it was Hard Kill. I don't think he was trying to have some kind of Bruce Willis reference to Die Hard, but uh, that's what the studio wound up with. Right. Hard Kill. <clears throat> oh, cool. Otherwise, do not know him. Um, Santiago, I, have you watched, have either of you watched Star Trek Picard? I have not yet. I've been, uh, I've been looking forward to doing that, but I haven't yet. No, I haven't seen it either. I, I did see Big Little Lies. Yes. Uh, and I think he was some kind of love interest. Some, the theater guy? I, I don't recall. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. I remember he was in it, but I don't remember what his character was. No. I don't think he had a beard then. Yeah. Uh, okay, but this is a guy who has played Sir Lancelot. He's played mm-hmm. uh, Aramis from the Three Musketeers. Yeah, uh, he's been in Star Trek. Um, you know, that's a it's a pretty good resume for film film. All, all, all told, I would say. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any of his stuff. Um, this well, is the kind. Of, I, this is a situation also where Barrow here isn't a big role, right? It's, is he in more than one episode? Well, see, he's yes, um, yes, he's in a couple episodes, and of course, the moment when he rescues Finrod is going to happen in this season, um, near the end of the season, and of course, he'll come back for the beginning yeah, yeah. of next season, uh, right, to be leading the outlaws, uh, you know, up there in Dorthonian uh, before he's killed, but. 
I can't imagine we're going to take much more than one episode to kill him off, I think, next season. Okay. Let me ask you, before we look at the results, uh, having saved Oscar Isaac, would you want him to do this? See, yeah, I, I, I do have to admit that the two, um, Oscar Isaac and Lin-Manuel Miranda both, are pretty major figures to put into what is going to be an important role, but it's a small role. It really is. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, think, I think we save them. I think, I think we should save the two of them. Um, uh, yeah, because. Yeah, it would be. I mean, I'm just trying to imagine casting, actually casting Lin Manuel Miranda as uh, as a guy who's in like three maybe total episodes, right? Um, and not the most prominent character even in those three. He'll he'll be a very important role in the episode in the Outlaws episode at the beginning of the next season, um, uh, obviously. Um, but he's gonna die at the end of that episode. <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here because we haven't planned it out, but given that we're going to be trying to do the Baron and Luthien story in one season, I can't imagine we're spending more than one episode uh, in Dorthonian before Baron leaves. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think um, it's not... Yeah. That's going to be hard. So, all right, Santiago Cabrera wins. You know, great. I think that's sensible. That's sensible. Because if we were to pull the middle two there, I think he's the one I probably would have chosen. I mean, not knowing anything about Jesse Metcalf at all, but um, uh, given what Santiago Cabrera has been in, that seems this seems uh, a very sensible choice. A very sensible choice. And also, I'm, I'm kind of imagining him... Um, next to Andreth, right? Because uh, he's her. What is their relationship? Cousin, nephew. They're closely related. I don't think they're brother and sister, are they? Did we? We didn't make them brother and sister. I think we made them. Um, she's like, uh, yeah, nephew. That's what he's I thought. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. He's he is he is he is her nephew. So, um, right. So you have to imagine him. Uh, this guy at this age, the nephew of uh, Deanna Troy. So, yeah, that works. That works. Okay, cool. Awesome. All right, Emil Deer. Emil Deer, who is Barahir's wife and the mother of Baron. Um, uh, a very strong female character, though one who gets very little screen time. Um, we're... We're, contri- we're trying to contrive to give her more screen time than she gets in the book, uh, uh, where she gets like one sentence. Um, but um, uh, but it's still hard to find too much screen time for her. Um, all right, and we have uh, Asia Argento, Leah Cairns, uh, Samantha Ferris, and Emily Swallow. Let's see. What was Emily Swallow in The Mandalorian? Who is she? Uh, armor or something? I haven't seen it. Oh, she's probably she's. Is she? 
She's the armorer, yeah. The black She's the guy. armorer, right. So she plays the Mandalorian whose face we never see, right? Of course, yeah. Right. No wonder I didn't recognize her. Yeah. Didn't recognize her without her helmet on. Okay. But that's cool. And I see uh, whenever, um, whenever I see someone uh, who has been in the Supernatural uh, nominated, I, I sense the hand of Marie Prosser at work. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, so yes, that's uh, yeah. Okay, Leah so, Cairns. Well, uh, I'm sure I know her. Yeah, uh, Battlestar Galactica, right? I didn't see Battlestar Galactica yet. Okay, um, that maybe needs to be my like next uh, the next thing I catch up on. Huh. And you left that one for a long time. I did. I did. Well, you know, this is what I do. Like, I mean, I just saw the classic Doctor Who like a few years ago, you know. Um, I did that project. I did Babylon 5 after that. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that I just missed, you know, so that, I, that I'm trying to catch up on. Um, hmm. I don't think I do know her stuff. Her name is familiar to me. But yeah, I don't think, just looking back through what she's been doing, I don't think I do know her. Okay. Do you have any thoughts or reflections? Of course, the only one, uh, the only one of these four women that I think I know is the one whose face I never saw. <laughs> no, we, uh, Marie and I had a, had a brief uh, discussion about the ethnicity of these mm-hmm. uh, nominees. Mm-hmm. Do they fit the, the House of Bayar? Uh, and uh, Marie said herself it was the, those two supernatural <laughs> nominees uh, perhaps were a bit uh, well on the margin of being being fit for for the House of Bear and the Mediterranean look that we have established. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, I can see that. Um, I can see that that would be, uh, as you say, a little bit on the uh, on the the fringe of that to some extent. Um, but yeah, so I was just seeing if I knew Asia Argento, and I don't think I do. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, we were sort of thinking a little bit uh, sort of darker. Um, we don't want anyone who looks too sort of Nordic, you know? Um, and obviously none of these are very blonde Nordic looking people. Um, no. My my thought is as far as the uh, sort of ethnic looking coloration that we're looking for, I think Asia Argento is probably closest of these four. So just picking by picture and mm-hmm. thinking about um, sort of the what we're wanting to do with the House of Baor she would probably be my choice, just knowing nothing about the... Which, indeed, I do know nothing about any of them. Um, that would be my 
my immediate choice. But no. um, also, she. Uh, I think we talked about yeah, Emily Swallow one. Uh, we talked about uh, you wanted her to be scary. I don't know how important that is, but uh, yeah, which I suspect is one of the re- you know if uh, you know Emily Swallow played a Mandalorian. How tall? I bet she's tall, isn't she? She looked tall. They certainly made her look tall uh, in the Mandalorian. Um, uh, but let's see, what's her actual height? I'm looking this up. If you, if you go back a slide, I listed that. Oh, oh, we listed that. I missed that. How did I miss that? Five seven. Okay, five seven. So not very tall. Um, but she's the tallest of the of them. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, ML Deer is, she does need to be sort of physically imposing, right? She, she is, she is, uh, she is Bari here's wife and, you know, should pretty much look like, you know, uh, she could, uh, you know, arm wrestle him, uh, basically, you know, I mean, I think that she should be, um, she should definitely be physically imposing. She is going to be the leader of those who escape, right? She is going to lead the, um, you know, the refugees of, uh, of the house of Beor out, um, uh, of Dorthonian. So she's definitely, she needs to be, she, she's a physically powerful character for sure. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. No, but I think, I think it's fine. I think that that will. Uh, I think that will work. I like the fact that she's a little taller. Uh, she's not hugely tall, but we wouldn't want her to be very much taller than uh, Bari here. How tall is he? He's six feet. Okay. Okay. Cool. That'll work. Okay. All right. Next is Haleth. All right. Now this is this is important. This is important. Where it gets exciting. This is where it gets exciting. Um, all right, so we have Yadira Guevara Prip. Um, okay, I have not seen Star Trek Discovery, so I don't know her. I still have not yet seen Supernatural, Mary. Marie, someday I'll do that, Marie. I promise. I keep meaning to get around to that. Um, Ritika Singh, Naomi Scott, and Ada Sharma. I feel like I know Naomi Scott, but I might be wrong. Do you have well, any? Well, she thoughts? was in the Aladdin that you didn't see. So she was in the Aladdin that I didn't see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she was in Power Rangers. That's fun. Which presumably you also didn't see. I also did not see that. In fact. Yes. She was in Charlie's Angels too, huh? Interesting. I didn't see that either, but um, she's in a she's in a deleted scene from The Martian. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, that's an exciting credit. Yeah, so she played Jasmine in in Aladdin. Um, one of the thing that interests me about all four of these actresses. Is their height? <laughs> yeah, they're all almost all short. Ada Sharma is five five, which isn't pronouncedly short, um, but um, a 
5-2 or a 5-3 Haleth is interesting. It's yeah. interesting. It's not impossible, right? It's not impossible. You know, uh, somebody who has a very powerful presence. Um, I mean, she's got to be physically powerful, right? Um, <clears throat> and she needs to be able to project an authoritative presence, Um which height helps for that. Like, there are no two ways about it. Height helps for that. I don't think it's absolutely essential. Um, but, um, yeah. Now, Nick is reminding us that uh, Haleth only has to be tall for a Haladine woman who are short as a rule. Um, so so that's, that's true. That's true. She, does, she only needs to be locally not terribly short. But if the Haladine are much shorter than 5'2", they're going to be quite short indeed. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Yeah. Um, they could be related to the Harfoots. Or... <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Right? I mean, that's kind of... That's kind of... Uh, that's kind of what I'm, uh, what I'm... What I'm thinking here, right? Um, this nomination process was pretty tough. Because... Yeah. Uh, we we decided that we wanted the, the House of Health to have a, a, a an Indian or a Pakistani uh, look. Yes. Uh, and uh, in in so we looked into Bollywood, and <laughs> most of those actresses don't have a fighting look. They right. they don't look like fighters. Right. So, but for instance, Ritika Singh there, she's an MMA MMA fighter turned actress. So so. They can fight some of them at least, but I I I, I like uh, Yadira Guevara's uh, look, her face. Yes, yeah, I do too. I think of the, um, I think hers is the face I like as Haleth most. She has this, um, like Naomi Scott's adorable, but she's a little too adorable for me as Haleth, right? Like she. Like the girl next door look is not right for Haleth, right? That's that's not that's not what we want for Haleth. Uh, Yadira Guevara has that has this uh, uh, this sort of sterner look, which I definitely agree with you on. Um, Ritika Singh does look like she can handle herself, though. Uh, certainly, of all of them, uh, she certainly looks toughest. Um, but you know, it's not. Uh, it's not that um, it's not that they have to it's not the actresses themselves necessarily have to actually fight um, but yeah this is um, I totally appreciate how difficult <laughs> were the parameters we established uh, for this um, yes okay so who won the election okay Yadira Guevara Prip does okay well, this is a good look here, a good Haleth yeah. look there. Um, what what uh, what what film is that from? It's from the series C, I think. Uh, let's see, yeah, C. C. Oh, is that the one? Is that the series about like when the whole race goes blind? Is that the? Is that that one? I'm not sure. Was it Jason Momoa? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Okay. Yeah, no, I didn't see that. 
Uh, uh, but I remember, I remember seeing trailers for that. Okay. Oh, hey, look, she was in uh, Star Trek also. Yeah. And Supernatural again. And Supernatural. Yeah. Right, so there we go. That's good. Um, okay. I think, I think it'll work. Again, the height, we can, we can work around. We can do some things to, I mean, we can, we can stand around a box when we need to. The number one thing, she's not going to be that much shorter than Andreth, but she is going to be looking up at Andreth, which I think should not be. Right, we definitely do not want her. Um, um, we do have that uh, that episode, the one we just read uh, at Mythmoot, um, where Andreth and 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 Haleth meet, um, and Haleth definitely needs to have the gravitas there. She's much older than Andreth at that point, um, and uh, if she's you know standing there looking up at Andreth, that's not going to work at all. But but we can we can organize that. Uh, all she needs is, needs is some high heeled boots, uh, and she'd be okay. Um, but um, uh, height but, has never been a problem for on screen adaptations of Tolkien. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We can make that work. Okay, um, <clears throat> right, right. Uh, Phil is pointing out in the Twitch chat that we're bearing in mind that Buffy was only five foot one. Right. Um, so, yes, like it is it is possible to to manage uh, uh, female uh, action figures uh, of diminutive height. Agreed. Agreed. Um, OK. Oop. Yeah. OK. Oh, right. Spoiler. Oops. Spoiler. Good thing I didn't actually pay attention. All right. Haldad. Now, Haldad, this is a very brief appearance, right? This is, uh, Haldad uh, is uh, uh, not going to be around long. Um, but um, we have... Okay, there is no way I know any of these people. Absolutely no way I know any of these people. Nope. Um, uh, uh, Demian Birchir? Birchir? Boy, pronunciation challenges too. Ata Yakub, Raghuvir Yadav, Rajzuchi, and Amir Khan. Okay. Oh. Let's see. If I had to pick with the Haleth we've cast, I would pick Ata Yakub, I think, as Haldad. But I, I guessed wrong. Damien Birkir. Okay. Yeah, this was a, this was difficult. This was a, this was a bit of a toss-up. I know, and it's it's hard to lean into this too much because again, he's not on screen for very long. But yeah, okay. Yeah, it was a close call. So yeah, uh... strong work on the nominations here again like that is uh, a job I always admire okay but no I can I can see I think it's the necktie that throws me off in this first picture harder yeah. to picture him as Haldir uh, when he's wearing a shirt and tie uh, but uh, okay alright um, and then Amlach 
Okay, Amlach is a really cool one. So here now we're getting into the much more Nordic uh, future house of Hador, right? Um, Theo James. Who did Theo James play in The Witcher? Can't remember. I literally just watched The Witcher recently. Like, I actually watched the final episode last night, so I should totally remember whom he played in The Witcher, but I don't remember. Some prince there? Let's see. Hmm. What about Downton Abbey? Maybe you remember him from that. Um, I am recognizing his face more from Downton Abbey. Yeah. Uh, Where did he play in The Witcher? Yeah. I'm totally Young Vesemir. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Not a very prominent role. Um, okay. Sure. Yeah. Young Vesemir, Young Vesemir is... Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. That was... <laughs> that, that was a minor role. No wonder I couldn't... I couldn't... Uh, I couldn't place that. Okay, but it was not Downton Abbey I was recognizing him from. It was Sanditon I was recognizing him from. Play Sidney Parker in oh. Sanditon. Jane Apton adaptation. Again, if you nominate somebody from a Jane, Apton, a Jane Austen adaptation, I can pretty much promise that I've seen it. Um, okay. Yes. Hey, he's yeah. been in an Underworld movie, too. There we go. Here we go. Never watching those. Uh, I no, I haven't yet. Actually, I haven't. <laughs> I've thought of going back and doing those, but uh, again, I got confused. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. Um, okay, and then there's uh, Yai, Jai, Courtney, J, J, J. Okay. And he's not 57 years old, by the way. He's 35. So okay. Was... That's all right. Um, uh, ben Lamb, Wyatt Russell, and Sergei Onopko. Okay. By some kind of coincidence, these the first three were in Divergent. So if you've seen that, you've... Different people nominated them, I think so. <laughs> really? It's just really? a coincidence. Yeah, no, I did not see that, so sadly I am not. Let's see. I did, however, see. Okay, no, that doesn't help. Um, okay. Ben Lamb was in. No, sorry. Yes, Ben Lamb. Um, I saw the White Queen. Yeah. Right. Um, Tudor age historical uh, 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 pieces are also things I am very likely to have seen. Um, okay. And he was briefly in Victoria as well. Right, but I don't really know his work in any of those things, hmm. exactly. Um, 
I have not yet seen The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so I don't have that for Wyatt Russell. Okay. Well, Amluck, of course, is a one-episode guy. Um, he may make a return later on. Um, he's going to go up and be with Mithros, so we may return to him with Mithros in future seasons. I can easily imagine Amluck playing a significant role uh, when we get up to the near Nithernoidiad. Um, I suspect that we at Silm Film will not forget that Amluck went up to join uh, uh, to join Mithros um, when we get to the near Nith, and probably. Uh, I don't know uh, if uh, Nick could probably tell me whether Amlok is going to make an appearance during the Dagor Bragalach or not. Um, he might, with Mithros, uh, up there in the north. But he is primarily in one episode um, in which he's impersonated by Sauron. Okay, so let's see. Whom did we choose? Ben Lan. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. As I said, I've seen several things that he's been in, though I don't remember him very clearly from those. Um, but uh, but I can I can I can definitely support this. Um, yeah, the House of Hador is going to be as these are going to be. This is uh, you know sort of the distant ancestors of. Uh, um, of the Rohirrim, eventually, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot. Nick, you're right. He's dead by then. I forgot. I forgot how much time had passed between between the, the one and the other, so we're not going to see Amlock again, so he's just a one-episode guy. Yeah, thanks, Nick. I'd forgotten that. Um, I always have a hard time keeping the chronology in my mind uh, when we're going through. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. Good. Good. I can get behind that. Bereg. The guy who is arguing against... This is the guy who is at... So these are the... Um, these two plus Hador are the three primary debaters uh, at the council at Estelad. Um, Amlach is uh, the guy who is arguing for war, essentially, against the elves. Um, uh, Bereg is the guy who is uh, who, who wants to leave and go back to Eriador. Um, and, uh, and then, of course, Hador is the one who says we should join up uh, with the elves. Um, <laughs> Mackenzie Crook from Pirates of the Caribbean and Game of Thrones. Um, uh, he was also in something else I just recently saw. Where where did where did I see Mackenzie Crook? I know I saw him recently. Um, it's gonna bother me. I didn't know he was in Watership Down. That's fantastic. Yeah. He played Hawkbit in Watership Down. Oh, I'm sold. I'm sold. Not that I was a huge fan of... Uh, um, the new Watership Down adaptation. 
which they really all they needed most all that they needed was uh, a uh, an introduction to what rabbits look like they kind of failed at the door you know what I mean like they didn't know what a rabbit looked like they made them hares instead not the same animal but anyway um, okay uh, and then Edward Norton of course I know he was wasn't he the guy who was in the first Hulk movie yeah yeah he played Bruce Banner in the Hulk yep yeah yep yeah yeah okay and then uh, uh, Eben Moss Bakrach I don't know him at all wait yes I do he was in The Punisher. Who's he in The Punisher? Oh he's in goodness. season one. He's the um, he's the hacker that works with. Of uh, course, yeah, 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 yeah. The hacker that, right. uh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Naturally, right? Okay. Hey, is this the first one where I've like actually been quite familiar with the work of all three of the nominees? This is remarkable. And Bereg, right? Bereg is I'm all over Bereg, right? Yeah. Um, Possibly, possibly the most minor character we're casting in the entire season, but I've got these <laughs> actors nailed, right? So I'm, I'm able to make the most educated decision um, uh, that, I could, uh, that I could make here. Let's see, who wins? All right, Eben Moss Bachrock. Excellent. Okay, no, I think he would be, I th- I think he would be good. Um, uh, he only needs to make a couple speeches, right? And then to uh, lead the people, but he does have to have to have enough charisma that he can actually get a whole bunch of the people to like defect with him and leave. So that has to be. He can't just be like some whiny dude, uh, right? Who wants to run away? Um, he has to be a charismatic leader of those who are really done um, with um, uh, with what they. Uh, uh, with uh, with the whole Balerian thing, so cool. All right, now Hadar. This is a this is a this is a big one. Okay, uh, Tarje Sanvikmo, Nicholas Hamilton, and Lucas Lingard Tonneson. Uh, I don't think I know any of these. <laughs> I'm back to I'm back to entire ignorance again after my brief familiarity with everyone. Um, well, Tarjay is, is a Norwegian actor, and uh, Lucas Lingard is a Danish actor. Okay. So, uh, that's understandable, but uh, Nicholas Hamilton was in It, and uh, he played... What did he play there? Some nasty kid, I think. Okay, yeah, uh, I don't think... No, don't think I know any of his work. No, no, I don't. Okay. They're quite young. Yeah, yeah. If I had to dark tower, if I had to judge, just like by face, right? Because what I'm picturing here, right? I'm picturing this is the face underneath the dragon helm of Dor Loman, right? Uh-huh. I think 
I'm going with Tarjay Sanvik Mo on that one. Would be my my purely facial features based vote. Okay. But uh, he, but I'm open. He, I'm I'm not sure it's, it shows here. He's he's a bit skinny. Oh, is he? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> yeah. not so good. Yeah. We don't want a scrawny Hador. Hador needs to be a plausible warrior. Both of the others are are, uh, are less so. Okay. Yeah, Nick is pointing uh, out this weakness of our Hador folks, uh, that they're, as he says, a bit on the chicken wing side. I hear you. I, I hear you. But, you know, okay. So, Nick, I think... Um, <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, Phil says he doesn't doubt that these actors would be happy to bulk up for our production. Uh, completely. <laughs> I'm sure that's true. Um, but... Um, I, but, Nick, I think we can make it work, right? Because one of the things, Hador, when Hador, when young Hador comes in and first goes up to the north, um, nobody takes them seriously, right? Like, the elves don't take uh, these, you know, young human warriors seriously at all. Um, and so having, having Hador not look really physically imposing, I mean, if we cast as Hador, you know, somebody who is like, you know... 6'4 and built like a professional wrestler, it would be hard to pull that off, right? Because, you know, he would show up and people would be like, you know, who's that, you know, monstrous person um, over the. I, I mean, he would look like an obviously imposing warrior and would tower over a lot of our elves. Um, so having somebody who does not look physically impressive um, might kind of help, at least in that very first. Uh, that very first um, episode. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's young, right? So the idea is that he would, you know, he will presumably fill out a little bit more uh, as he gets older. Okay. And, all right, Lucas Lingard Tonneson wins. It was a, a close uh, race, but okay. This shot, I can see it better. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing the. I'm superimposing the dragon helm, right uh, on uh, on this picture. I can see it a little bit better here. Um, okay, I think it could, this you said was the the Danish actor, Haka. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Well, we definitely want. Uh, you know, we definitely want the 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 northern. You know, the the Norse look for the House of Hador. So that's uh, uh, that's good. That's good. Now we're not, yeah. um, right, Nick? Exactly. Hurin is the one who should look like a professional wrestler. Yes, absolutely. Hurin uh, should be impressive, but Hador needn't be that striking. You know, like from a distance. Absolutely. I did find pictures of Lucas uh, where he's obviously at the gym, so he's okay. He's working on it. Okay, he's working on it. That's good. That's good. It's good. He 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 had a sense he was going to be cast as a warrior yeah. king in film film. So I'm I'm glad to hear he he got he, he he got out in front of that. That's good. That's good. Okay, and Elrune, um, Elrun, So Elrune is. And we're now now down to our elves. By the way, um, Corey, I gotta Corey, I gotta I gotta jump in really fast. I unfortunately have to log off. Okay. Return oh. to the Monday. Monday life of mundane life of work. Yes, uh, I know we're interrupting your work day, so I appreciate your no, time great. here, Dave. 
It was a great diversion. I'm sorry I won't be around for Meglin, but uh, it looks like it'll be a lot of fun. So. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Oh. Akon, thanks for joining us and uh, organizing all this. This was great. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yep. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. Okay. Yeah, it was glad Dave could join us for uh, for most of the time here during this uh, time slot, which I know is right in the middle of his work day. Um, yeah, that was great. Okay, so we only have uh, we only have a, a few left. Just our, our our handful of elves at the end, right? Elrune. Yeah. We won't spend a whole long time on Elrune because uh, he's a very minor character. He's one of the Sindar, um, uh, son of Anil, as we said. And I think once again, I don't know any of these people. Um, no. Uh, Emilio Sakraya, Amit Chana, and Jitendra Kumar. Uh, and we have Emilio Sakraya. Okay, right? And we got him with his father, Anil, there. Good. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's yeah, a good works. pairing. I think it works. Yeah. Cool. He's not going to be a major character, but uh, he is going to get some lines. Uh, he is going to be on screen. Um, uh, so, yeah, that, that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah you uh, wanted him to be stern and grim, so I, I think it'll, that'll work. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I do think it'll work. All right. Pengaloth. So Pengaloth, the scribe of Gondolin, and here is where we have uh, Thomas Brody Sangster that we were talking about before um, from Queen's Gambit and Game of Thrones and Love Actually and several other things. Uh, Isaac Hempstead, right? Uh, and uh, Asa Butterfield. I don't know Asa Butterfield, I think, at all. Um, Isaac Hempstead, right? Let's see, who is he in Game of Thrones? Oh, he was the... The kid, the Stark kid, uh, who became oh, Bran, right, right, Bran, right, okay, <laughs> right, right, yeah, he, he, he was Bran, right, of course, of course, yeah. right, okay, so we've got oh, Bran Stark and Jojen Reed both, uh, both nominated against each other here for Pengalov, okay, um, and again, I don't know Asa Butterfield at all, but let me figure out who Asa Butterfield is because he beats both of them, okay, um. Interesting. All right. So tell me about Asa Butterfield. Uh, well, he's been a bit of a child actor. He was in Hugo Cabret. It was uh, uh, quite a su successful movie a few years back. Uh, and uh, Oh, he played Ender he in Ender's in Game. Okay. Ender's right. Game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, I did see that come to think of it okay okay yeah as uh, 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 Opera 13 in uh, uh, YouTube says he was a dead ringer for young Elijah Wood as a kid um, yeah uh. that's interesting that's interesting yeah so he will uh, you know he brings a kind of um, uh, uh, yeah that, that, that's that's sort of an interesting connection okay all right, well, Pengaloth, not a hugely important role. Um, but, of course, he's an elf, going to be around a long time. We know he's one of the, uh, he's one of the survivors. Uh, that is, uh, we know he's going to make it out of Beleriand, uh, which puts him in the minority of our elf characters. Um, so uh, he's not, certainly not yet, at least, a major character, but, uh, but he's going to be around uh, for a long time. So, uh, so, so he's, an important, he's an important casting. Okay, cool. Cool. So, 
That's a Butterfield from Ender's Game. Now, my Glenn. All right. This is the big one. This is the big one. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Holland uh, from the new Spider-Man nominated. That's a fascinating nomination, I think. Um, uh, Reese Matthew Bond, Maxim Baldry, Ludi Lin, and Max Irons. Okay. I don't think I know any of the middle people. I know Tom Holland, of course. Um, uh, yeah, but Max in the middle, I recognize. In the middle of the casting process, I learned that uh, Maxim Baldry has been recruited for the Amazon Lord of the Rings project. So, once again, you know they are following our lead here. Um, yeah, hang on a second. I definitely know Max Irons. Of course, he was Edward the Fourth in the White Queen, right? Yes, that's how I know him. Um, yep, yep. Um, I think I, Tom Holland. I think is clearly the best known of uh, of these guys. Yeah. Um, he would be a really interesting casting as my Glenn. Um, kind of casting sort of contrary to type here um, I would not have guessed him as this I think he could probably pull it off but it's it's a little bit surprising uh, that um, uh, that that casting um, let's see well, let's see who won, and then we will we will go back. So we're we're picking younger guys because this is young Michael. Of course, you know mm-hmm. he's going to remain young looking for a long time. Um, but we're we're starting with Miglin before his real evil career, right? This is young innocent right. Miglin that we're mostly getting. Um, and though we are going to get him to Gondolin by the end of the season. So, you know, the, the last Mygland stuff that we're going to get are a slightly creepy meeting of um, Idril and uh, his looking on at the execution of his father. Um, so those things we will get. Um, wait, so Max Irons actually is Jeremy Irons' son? That's, a, that's yeah. true? Yeah. I didn't know that. Huh. That also helps to explain why his face looks so very familiar. Um, I have seen him. I mean, I have seen his work. I definitely saw him in The White Queen, but um, that's why perhaps he looks even more familiar than he should. Uh, Fascinating. Um, Okay. All right. So who is the winner of the Miglin election? Okay, Maxim Baldry. All right, so here we're going to get some... Do we know... We, we don't know who he's going to be in the Amazon series, right? No. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. Well, I will be thinking about this, certainly, when those announcements finally come out. Um, concerning which, by the way, I'm really surprised we haven't heard any more. They've not been... Uh, Amazon has been doing surprisingly little... Um, uh, with um, 
releasing stuff. You know, they've not given yeah. us anything in a really long time, which surprises right. me. Uh, but um, but anyway, it'll be very interesting to see whom he gets casted at. I bet you he's going to get. Um, I bet you he's going to get cast as um, an elf in the Amazon series too. So it, it would it will will turn out very interesting if like uh, our Myglin ends up being cast as like Celebrimbor or something in uh, yeah in or the Gil-Gilad. Amazon series yeah so. yeah yeah interesting yeah well okay. Phil says Amazon just announced some more casting. Yeah, but that's not helpful, right? That's not, that doesn't count. I don't even count that, to be honest. Like, the casting is, like, a little bit interesting, but it's not very interesting, right? Until they actually tell us who is playing whom, that's something, right? That's, that's, that would be something, yeah. right? But just giving us a list of actors, that, that yeah. does not help. We anyway. know Galadriel. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I yeah I hear so Stephen H is uh, um, saying you know a challenge with Miglin here is that he's uh, this casting might be a little bit harder to kind of sell as you know Mark Strong and Charlotte Riley's son. Um, no, why? You don't think so? You like it? No. Yeah. Take a look at the next slide. Okay. Oh, here. Let's see. Let's see. What's the problem? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can see it. Especially, especially with Mark Strong, I think. Um, yeah. I like that. I like that. You can see how his, uh, his face is so much softer than Ailes, mm-hmm. right? Which I, which, which I really like, right? Um, Okay. No, I think it can work. I think it can work. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it works. The. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just kind of like, I'm just kind of taking it in. Right? The, the, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it works. I think it works. She's a little pale. Um, well, it's makeup. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But other than that, I think it works. Cool. All right. I think, and I think that Maxim Baldry looks a bit darker here than he actually looks. Mm-hmm. I think he's from Russia originally, and I seen him in. Um, some movie I can't remember it's like Mr. Bean's summer vacation or something and uh, he he was a kid then and then he was definitely not this dark uh, right 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 yeah yeah so I'm just kind of looking at uh... yep See, hang on a second. I'm just bringing in another picture here to show. Mm-hmm. And just like this, here we go. There we are. Yeah. 
So I'm putting putting this picture, you know, next to Arathel here. Yeah. That's a mother and son. There we go. That can work. That can work. Um, yeah. Uh, Nick, I agree. Like, his features are weaker than both his parents. Um, which I like, actually. Yeah. Because both Aeol and Arathel are very much stronger characters than Maeglin. Um, in a sense, there is a, there's a sense in which weakness, I think, is really crucial to Maeglin's character, that he, he should be um, a weak character. I mean, he's the, he is, you know, going to be the traitor. So he, he needn't look evil. Like, I don't think, like, you know, he's, he's not no. a sinister character. Um, more weak than sinister. Uh, is how he should look, and you know, willing to be, you know, conniving and and. Uh, uh, but yeah, okay, cool, cool. All right. Yeah, he's he's like a, a likable narcissist. Is right, exactly. <laughs> and he has to be likable because he gets followers yeah. in Gondolin, right? So, um, yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. That is. That is awesome. I think, yep. Then that finishes our yeah. that finishes our slide. So fantastic. So uh, thank you, Hakan, for this. This is uh, 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 wonderful work by the casting team, as always. Um, I uh, I no vetoes anywhere up and down. I was I was getting ready, right? If uh, if we had That's cast first, like right? <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda as Barry here, I might have vetoed that. But we didn't. You know, it was they made exactly the right choice, uh, all up and down. So. Um, I think that that's uh, I think that that's a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, so uh, thank you for this. Our next um, our next session. Oh my goodness, I'm totally forgetting what our next session is. Um, I think our next session is in two weeks. Yeah, um, on the fifteenth, I believe, is when our next. <laughs> either the 7th or the 15th. I'm not sure which one it is. Oh, it's next week. That's right. It is next week. Okay. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's the 8th. We're going, we've been, for Mythmoot and other travel that I had, we've been shifting episodes around, so I've totally lost track of uh, uh, which, um, uh, which day we're on next. But right, okay, so next Thursday night, uh, we will be back to our normal time, uh, and we'll be uh, doing episode uh, 10 as we continue moving forward towards the Dagor Bragalak um, uh, next time. We're, so yeah, awesome. Thanks everybody for joining us. Thank you, Hakan, uh, uh, for Thank you. joining great us being here. here. And thanks again for uh, everything you've been doing in support of this project from the beginning. So lovely to That's talk fun. with you as always. All right. Thank you, everybody. And I will say, as always, thanks for listening and Godspeed.